All right, welcome to the Run Moto Podcast. Here we talk about everything running and motocross. I'm your host, Ty. Co-hosting with me today is my lovely wife, Jasenia. Hello. I am a strength and conditioning specialist and a USA weightlifting level one coach. I have a background in running, also a background in motocross. And I am a student of physical therapy and going to Thomas Jefferson right now. Awesome. So our topic today is, are you training wrong? So a lack in strength could be due to hypertrophy. Strength is the ability of the muscle to produce force. So hypertrophy is the growth or size of the muscle. This means that more muscle there is, the greater the production of force or strength. So if you have reached a strength plateau, a well-designed hypertrophy block may be just what the strength coach ordered to get you past that plateau. So what makes a well-designed hypertrophy program We'll definitely dive into that today. So getting into the general guidelines of a well-designed hypertrophy program, volume is the main driver for hypertrophy programs. Uh, Periodized programs with progression and volume are most effective due to volume, volume equaling more muscle damage. So it's best not to jump straight into high volume training because sudden or significant jumps in volume are less effective just due to the amount of time needed to recover from those sessions. So for example, if you're not recovered for the following sessions, volume and intensity drop, and this results in a less effective training session. So if you are gonna be doing high volume sessions, it's best to have the following session be a lower volume day. That way it allows for you to recover. And then when it comes to compound versus accessory lifts, the answer is, honestly, it depends. There are a few variables variables to look at when choosing lifts such as time available to train range of movement for those specific movements and then your individual goals so going off of that and being a student of physical therapy and learning just more about hypertrophy and the anatomy of just muscles and motor neurons um first of all it depends is the motto of physical therapy so He is right about knowing the available time needed, but going off of range of motion for a specific movement, kind of to be more specific about that, range of motion is just the ability to um, perform those movements, but what we want is that functional range of motion. So for example, if we're doing a push-up, we know that we're just going down and back up, but if we're doing anything with um, circular movements and stuff, that would kind of go off with functional range of motion, uh, which will include like flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, um, and also movement of the scapula. So that's what we want. Um, and for that specific client, you want to see what their available range of motion is before actually starting a hypertrophy program. Just so, so that... So that would be like assessing before going into training to see how much range of motion they have? Yes, because you don't want to just go right into a hypertrophy program uh, without understanding what their functional range of motion is, just because you don't want to cause any injuries and Mm -hmm. that leads to muscle damage and then you're kind of back to square one without being able to even start a hypertrophy Mm -hmm. program. So like for a squat, obviously the functional range for training is at 90 degrees for the knee bend or a little bit below that. So like your butt is lower than Mm -hmm. your knees. What would be like the proper screening for that? Is it more or less doing a bodyweight squat 
and the physical therapist or the strength coach assessing that or so normally for a screening and that's a good um example for the 90 degrees of knee uh flexion what we normally do for just an overall functional screening of a squat is you just want to go as far down as you can. If you exceed 90 degrees, then you know that you're cleared for that screening. Okay. So if you're kind of able to do like you squat all the way down and your butt is almost hitting the floor, we already know that you're screened and cleared for the flexion part of it, but also you're, you're cleared for balance too. You mm. want to know that even though that you're able to squat, that you're not having asymmetry in your muscles. So even mm. though we want hypertrophy, we want symmetry as well okay. for your muscles. So going back to that, having that functional screening of range of motion is going to allow you to be able to see any like asymmetry, any um coordination problems, any balance issues, and it kind of goes into why hypertrophy screening is important too. Nice. And uh, the last point of specific goals, that is the it depends part because you don't know if a a client is wanting um, just more lower extremity, upper extremity Mm -hmm. hypertrophy because maybe they're already good with upper extremity lifting and they want to kind of do more power squats. So it's a very big motto of it depends. (laughs) Yeah. Going back to the lifts, to keep it simple, compound lifts are more time efficient and offer development for multiple muscle groups. Whereas accessory lifts only really isolate one muscle and offer hypertrophy development in those selected muscles. So my personal recommendation is to have the bulk of volume come from compound lifts, and this just enhances overall development of the musculature, and then use the accessory lifts to target specific muscle development. And then one more thing, some believe that you need to train hypertrophy six to seven days a week to see results. That's that's not the case. You can obtain adequate volume in two to three sessions per week, and up to three to five sessions a week if you're more of an advanced lifter or athlete. But you definitely do want to inc- include a variety of movement patterns, so on the frontal, sagittal, and transverse planes, because muscles respond t- specifically to the type of loading provided, meaning if you're always doing frontal plane strengthening exercises or frontal plane hypertrophy exercises, that's how your muscle is going to develop, and you're going to be underdeveloped in lateral movements so that's where you really want to mix it up and and try different things and then again that's what compound lifts are for you don't want to hit just one area the compound lifts help with hitting everything they really help to develop the body overall and i do agree with that you want to have more compound uh, muscle strength and exercises because going back to asymmetry you don't want to just be proficient in doing flexion and extension you want to be able to do some um, abduction and adduction you want to make sure that from physical therapy standpoint that you are using all of those ligaments like in your shoulder uh, so you have like your inferior complex or just superior ligaments. So you just want to make sure that you're using all of them so that nothing is like overstretched or like very tight 
but just using that well-rounded, um, just well-rounded exercises, which are mm-hmm. those compound mm-hmm. um, movements. So for people that don't know, you said inferior and superior? Yeah, just for the shoulder complex. Yeah. It's, so like inferior is what? So you have like inferior ligaments in your shoulder, which are going to be able to um, have more like protection uh, to your shoulder if you're lifting it to 90 degrees while mm-hmm. you have like your superior ligaments that you're just going to have them um, be in more protection of your shoulder. Okay. Going so inferior is more like inside superior is more like superficial like by the skin uh not exactly it's Mm. just like anatomical location okay so that was just more of an example of Mm. like knowing that there are very complex ligaments Mm -hmm. in uh, like your shoulder even in your hips like anything like that but knowing that you want to be able to strengthen and also protect those um ligaments but also strengthening those muscles around it too okay So to get in the programming part of hypertrophy, the the good part, simply put volume equals hypertrophy. So some of you may have learned that you need to do two to four exercises per muscle group, two to three times a week, and approach failure with little rest to get the most out of hypertrophy training. That's not needed. In fact, it's often too much. So the proper programming focuses on purely just number of sets completed in a week, for that particular muscle group. So just to break that down, think of one to seven sets per week. It's just not enough stimulus. You definitely need to hit it a little bit more if you're gonna do hypertrophy. Eight to 10 sets per week is more of your maintenance area. And then about 10 sets per week is for beginners. 15 to 20 sets is intermediate to advanced lifters or individuals. And then 20 to 30 plus sets per week This is more beneficial for the highly trained individuals and only for a short period of time. So this is where it would be more of like an overreaching or stressing the body to adapt, but you're only doing that 20 to 30 plus sets per week for a short period of time. That's not something that is recommended to maintain for a long time. So to have an example, take a cross country runner, generally beginner level lifter, Looking to put on some more muscle mass to increase his strength. Since he is a beginner, we'd be looking at about the 10 sets per week per muscle group. So if he's doing three days a week training in the gym, we can have Monday, he's doing three sets of squats, Wednesday, four sets, and Friday, three sets. This breakdown equals that 10 sets per week, and it also allows ample recovery between sessions. So we had that lower volume day, Wednesday was higher volume, and then Friday was a little bit lower. But yeah, so the amount of weight being lifted can range. So for hypertrophy, it can go all the way as low as 30% of one rep max, all the way up to 85%. However, when you're looking at the 30 to 50%, it's often too light of a weight and the volume needed to get a good stimulus is a lot and that can affect recovery. So the general rule of thumb is anywhere from 60 to 85% of one rep max for eight to 12 reps is, is definitely ideal. So when you're talking about rep max, what kind of energy system do you think that they are using? Cause we know that they, we have like immediate uh, system, which is like anaerobic without oxygen. So that all out, um, kind of like weightlifting movements and stuff. You have short term, so we know that's still anaerobic and using glucose, and those are more like 
uh, moderate power, low capacity, or do you think we're using long term, which is more aerobic, but that's more oxygen dense and um, endurance using? So, would you categorize for hypertrophy programming to be more in that short term energy system or more like immediate storage, like ready to go? So, the, the weightlifting is it's you're only doing it for a couple seconds it's not like you're hitting it for two minutes straight so it's definitely more anaerobic uh, the the next section actually about what we were going to talk about was the longer rest periods so a lot of people think that hypertrophy you need to do little rest it's almost like an endurance training but it's not there's one study that i did find individuals that rested for three minutes versus the one minute resting group actually had greater muscle growth. So I feel like it is definitely more anaerobic and then you're allowing your body to recover with that longer resting period. And then you're able to keep that intensity throughout the whole session. So I definitely think it's more anaerobic, definitely not aerobic. We're not doing endurance training, but. All right, so just identifying it as a high power, low capacity uh, program for hypertrophy. Not necessarily high power because our weight isn't going to be, we're not throwing weight around. Mm -hmm. It's more or less just volume we're looking at for hypertrophy training. So weight is a factor, but it's not the main factor. Volume. So definitely hitting that volume. But yeah. Nice. Awesome. So as I was saying, like when it comes to rest, the greater the rest, the more muscle growth. So the study I was saying... The three minute, there was a group that rested for three minutes, a group that rested for one minute after each set, and the group that rested for three minutes showed greater results in muscle growth. And this is due to allowing yourself to achieve greater intensity. So however, having shorter rest periods is not detrimental. If rest periods need to be shorter to fit that whole, that whole session in or get all that volume in, then that's totally acceptable. The, what I was saying before is the main driver is volume. So you definitely just want to hit volume in the hypertrophy program. But yeah. So for another key point, it's to program more stable lifts. So for example, this is machine lifts, barbell lifts, and dumbbell lifts. You want to try to avoid lifts using single leg, balance pad BOSU balls, and unilateral loaded lifts. So that would be weights on one side of a barbell or different weights in each hand because this reduces the total amount of weight that we're able to lift but it also increases antagonist coactivation so this is like hamstrings contracting with the quads rather than just focusing on the quads doing the movement so that is another key point just making sure that your lifts are more stable and then lastly for the programming you want to work through the full joint range of motion. This definitely maximizes development of the muscle. And then those who are chasing the, the pump, horizontal loading is usually the best to keep the specific muscles flooded with oxygenated blood, nutrients, and really maximize that tension. And just so everyone is aware, horizontal loading is when you complete one exercise and then move on to the next one. So you're not doing like a superset where it's one exercise, the next one and then you rest so just keeping that one exercise finishing all the sets and then going to the next one anything to add 
No, I think you're spot on with everything that you're talking about. Nice, nice. Programming for older adults is a little bit different. So programming hypertrophy is a bit different for older adults. The main differences in programming are the study that I was reading was they need about a 50 to 53 week training period. So that's that's about a year, a little bit over a year. And they're doing three sessions a week, two to three sets per exercise and seven to nine reps per set. And their overall weight is about 51 to 69% of their one rep max. And honestly, another really big key point is their time under tension is greater. So they're having about six seconds. So think of it as three seconds going up, three seconds going down, getting that total of six seconds under tension. And they're resting a little bit more between sets. So 120 seconds between sets and about two and a half seconds between reps are most effective for programming for older adults. It's honestly really just keeping that intensity low and keeping their volume nice and consistent. So you're not really pushing too crazy, but you're definitely keeping that muscle under more tension. That's where we're able to ramp up the intensity rather than load them with a bunch of weight and possibly injured joints or musculature. You're really just keeping that muscle under tension longer. That's the main difference. And I will agree on that, that for programming for older adults or honestly just exercising, um, depending on your age range, if you're from your 50s or going from like your 70s or now like geriatric population, um, our main goal for physical therapists is maintenance. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not at that point anymore to kind of be in that hypertrophy level, but having mm-hmm maybe a minimal hypertrophy program will assist in maintaining uh helps with the because as we age we break down yeah so muscle tends to get weaker Mm -hmm. and smaller so i think that hypertrophy for it being almost the base of strength is nice to go Mm -hmm. into your your later years with a good amount of size that Mm -hmm. you're able to transfer to strength yes i do agree with that but Mm -hmm. with hypertrophy programs there is a lot more caution on being able to create these programs because not only will we have to screen them first but Mm. we'll also have to see where their um just like strength is overall because uh for older populations and geriatric populations we are more they are more susceptible for just sarcopenia and Mm. uh so just like a decrease in what you're saying muscles and atrophy uh so we just want to be very cautious about um that type of program Mm -hmm. but i do believe that um, just exercising overall for the older population is very crucial. Yep. Um, whether that is just doing some uh, endurance training, but also hypertrophy mm-hmm. will help with um, just uh, minimizing um, arthritis and going into health. Um, just, In the later years, keeping, yeah. keeping yourself active. You don't want any like cardiovascular problems, mm-hmm. any arthritis, any um Honestly, even bone degeneration, you're going to start getting joint articulation displacements or any of that. And then these uh, clients will be going to physical therapy, unfortunately, (laughs) and having to kind of go through that rehab. So we don't want that. We're trying to put physical therapists out of business. Somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to summarize everything, I know it was quite a bit of info. 
But hopefully now you know how to properly train and program hypertrophy. So to summarize these main points, volume is the main driver in hypertrophy programs. One to seven sets per week, not enough stimulus. Eight to 10, you're maintaining. About 10 sets for beginners, 15 to 20 intermediate and advanced. 20 to 30 plus sets per week, beneficial for highly trained individuals, but only for a short period of time. You definitely wanna program more stable lifts. Longer rest periods have shown to result in greater muscle growth. Programming hypertrophy in older adults is a bit different, and you definitely wanna make sure you're working through that full joint range of motion. And that is how you fix your strength issue. <laughs> you work on some hypertrophy. But until next time, be excellent and make sure to sign up for our newsletter and you'll be able to see this newsletter coming out shortly. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you.